grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from the prophecy of the virgin birth from Isaiah chapter 7. The Lord himself, King Ahaz, will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Dear friends of Christ, you know, the ancient prophecy of Isaiah talks about this virgin birth and and, but it's interesting, very few people ever preach about the virgin birth. We preach about His birth. We preach about Christ coming into the world as a God-man. Uh, but some people don't preach about the virgin birth. Matter of fact, some people don't even believe in the virgin birth, including Christians. And there are pastors out there who deny Christ's resurrection. They deny the fact that Jesus was born of a virgin because they deny the miracles of the Bible. They don't believe that there could be miracles. And, 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 and then other people, other pastors won't preach in the virgin birth because at, you know, at, at the surface of it all, um, it doesn't appear to be that relevant to our personal lives. You know, some years ago, Newsweek had an article about Christ's birth. And they asked people, they kind of polled everybody what they thought. And they asked people, how many of you believe that Christ was born of a virgin? Interestingly enough, it said 79% believed he was of a virgin birth. 79%, that's a lot. Um, they asked him, how many of you think that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in a stable and only 67%, 12% less, believed in the Bethlehem story? So at least it's good that most of the world believes that Jesus was miraculously born. And that's incredible. It really is. That's, 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 those are interesting statistics. More people believe in the virgin birth than the fact that he was born in a stable. Be that as it may, we hear these words from the prophet Isaiah. And the prophet Isaiah comes along and says, a virgin is going to conceive and give birth to a son, and this son will be called Emmanuel, which means God is finally living among men. God is in this baby. In fact, the baby is God. And at first glance, there's not a whole lot here. Uh, but there's more to this virgin birth than meets the eye. So it's not just an insignificant miracle. So let's look at the virgin birth as it impacts our life in amazing ways. The virgin birth you know, really, it truly does challenge us to believe in miracles greater than uh, the miracle of God's creation. The virgin birth challenges us to believe in all kinds of miracles. And, and as we consider Isaiah's prophecy about the virgin birth, uh, it, it came, I want to think about the context in which this prophecy came. It came during the reign of King Ahaz in Judah. Now, remember Israel, uh, the God's nation, was divided into two. You had the northern kingdom, which was always wicked. They were evil, and they worshipped false gods, and God was always angry at them. You had the southern kingdom, Judah. They were wicked most of the time, and now they have King Ahaz in it, in the southern kingdom, in Jerusalem, and King Ahaz is a wicked king. You think God's going to punish them, but not yet. Israel and the northern kingdom decides they're going to join Syria. And the two kingdoms make an alliance, and they're going to attack Judah, the southern kingdom. So God's people from the north are going to attack God's people from the south. 
And this terrifies King Ahaz because Syria was a mighty, mighty kingdom. And, of course, he's worried. And God comes to Ahaz and says, King Ahaz, don't worry. I'm not going to let these two kingdoms destroy you. I will protect you. Now, here's the problem. King Ahaz was a wicked king. King Ahaz didn't believe in God. Matter of fact, King Ahaz had worshipped false gods and had sacrificed his own children, two of his own children, on the altar of the heathen gods. Gave his children, sacrificed his children, killed his children for other gods. And so when God, the true God of Israel, comes and says, King Ahaz, you wicked king, I'm going to give you a promise. Don't worry about these nations invading from the north. They're not going to conquer you. King Ahaz says, who are you? And why am I supposed to trust in you? You know, it's spoken through Isaiah. And so Isaiah is saying, my God is telling you, you don't have to worry about anything. And King Ahaz tells Isaiah, I don't believe in your God. And, and God says, listen, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. The Lord said, ask the Lord your God for a sign. I'll prove it to you that I'll protect, that I'll protect you from uh, Assyria and from, from uh, the northern kingdom. I'll, I'll prove it to you. And Ahaz says, no. I, I don't want any proof. I don't believe in you. And since I don't believe in you, I'm not going to ask for any proof. And, 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 and Isaiah says, God says, Isaiah, speak to the king. Tell the king to ask for a sign. No, I won't do it, the king says. And God says, I'll give him any sign. Tell him to ask for anything. He, tell him to make this huge boulder float in the air. I'll make it float in the air. Do anything. Just tell me anything. I'll prove, I'll prove to him what my sign is. And King Ahaz, you know, uh, he could have taken that huge boulder and said, listen, if the, if the Lord is telling me the truth, then make this boulder float in the air. Could have done that. The Lord would have granted it. King Ahaz, his rebellion, his unbelief was stubborn. He didn't even want to prove. Wouldn't even give the Lord a chance to prove himself. And the Lord knew that Ahaz's unbelief was so profound that he would reject all this. And so the Lord says, okay, fine, I'm going to give you a sign. You don't want one, I'm going to give you one. The virgin will give birth. Now, the Lord knew Ahaz's heart. The Lord knew that Ahaz would refuse and refused to believe. The Lord knew he would never trust in the Lord. He would never turn to the Lord. And, and that's why Ahaz said, listen, I will not put the Lord God to the test. Ahaz said, I'm not going to ask for a sign. I'm not going to test the Lord. And at face value, that sounds like so pious. Well, I don't want to bother God. He's such a busy guy. But, you know, really, this is it's not humble and pious. This is just open rebellion. Um, He's being defiant. He's, he's showing his brazen unbelief to God. Remember how Gideon tested the Lord? Gideon uh, was going into battle. He said, how do I know we're going to win this battle? 
And Gideon said, I need a sign from you, God. And he put out the fleece. And he said, let all the ground around the fleece be dry and let the fleece be wet. And then I'll know that you'll give us victory in battle. And then he went the next day, the next morning, and all the ground was dry and the fleece was so wet, he filled, he squeezed it out and he filled a whole bowl full of water out of it. And of course, what God, what the Lord had done for Gideon is what the Lord is willing to do for Ahaz. But Ahaz refused because he didn't believe. Now, I want you to consider this story. There's, there was a family that was in Northern California. They were looking for a Christmas tree, and they were wandering in the wilderness, and they got too deep into the woods. It started to snow, and it started to snow heavy, and they got lost. And so they made a plan. Uh, they, they got together, and they found all kinds of uh, wood and sticks, and they wrote the word help. And then they got in a culvert and they covered themselves up with with leaves and and branches and waited till the morning and then when the search and rescue helicopter came the next day they saw the word uh, help and now think about how foolish it would have been for those people who were lost for the search and rescue team finally to find them and then they say no we don't need your help go away no, we like being lost. We, we'll fix our own problem. We'll take care of ourselves. That's what Ahaz was doing. The virgin birth challenges us to believe in God's help, but the virgin birth does more than challenges us to believe in miracles. The virgin birth comforts us. And it point, the virgin birth points us to Jesus. It tells us when the one is born of a virgin, that's the one. That's the sign that's the deliverer and he will deliver us not from the kingdoms of the northern the northern uh, kingdoms that have made an alliance to destroy us but the kingdoms of sin satan and death that have made an alliance to destroy your soul and god says your soul will not be destroyed i'll give you a sign a virgin will conceive and give birth and this one who gives birth is the one who will conquer sin, and he will conquer Satan, and he'll conquer death. And Jesus is the proof that God will keep his promise. Jesus is the sign. The virgin birth is the sign. And of course, the angels proclaimed, this will be a sign to you, for you shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger the sign. Remember Star Wars? The first movie? And in that movie, you had Luke Skywalker leaning over R2-D2 when he first discovers the little droid. And he's kind of tinkering around and something gets loose and all of a sudden Princess Leah appears in, in a video type of, of image. And she says, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. Well, God comes to his people to give us hope. But it's not the kind of hope that we find in movies. It is indeed the kind of hope that delivers lost people from everlasting condemnation, from everlasting defeat. It's the kind of hope that delivers us from, from a, a people that are about to be destroyed by their own sin. And God rushes in 
and says, I'll protect you. And we say, how do we know that we're protected? How do we know that we're going to be saved? And God says, I'll give you a sign. The virgin shall conceive. Your hope is to be found in Mary's son, born of a virgin Mary. Now, I want you to consider that headline. Virgin gives birth to a son. Now, that's a headline. The virgin gives birth to a child. That's news. That gets your attention. That wakes you up, and that's exactly what God wants us to do, to hear the message. The virgin gives birth, and that, that grabs us, and it holds us, and it pulls us out of the doldrums of our unbelief, and it wakes us up. The virgin gives birth. What is that? It's a sign that God keeps His promise. It's a sign that God keeps His promise. God is proving who He is. He's proving His promise to you. He's proving His love to you. To wake you up, to make you see that there's more to the virgin birth than meets the eye. I want you to think about all the events that surrounded that, the virgin birth, how the angel appeared to Joseph. He finds out his wife is pregnant. And one night the angel appears and says, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home to be your wife, because that which is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. And of course, the virgin birth changed everything. When Joseph found out that Mary would give birth and she was a virgin, I mean, he wasn't going to divorce her. What Mary had said was true. That which was in her was God. She hadn't been unfaithful. Mary did love Joseph. It changed everything. The baby in her womb was God, Emmanuel with us. The virgin birth changes everything. And it's my hope that the virgin birth will change your entire view of, of things too. It's my hope that the virgin birth will enable you to see God's promises. The promises that God has unveiled for you this Christmas season. This gift of a child in the package of an infant born in a manger, that your soul, that your soul might be saved, that your soul might be delivered, that your soul might be rescued from sin, that you may conquer death in you and delivered from the power of the devil. Because this virgin birth, it entered into the world and God shows that he comes into the world to keep his promise to prove himself. It's a sign. The virgin birth. And it points to the greatest miracle of all. God is with us. God is here. And that's what John meant when he wrote the uh, He said the word God, Jesus, became flesh and tabernacled, tented, made his living among us, became human like us, and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. And of course, the angels then told the shepherds that night uh, that they'll find that sign, a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The sign has come. You know, it's a weighty, weighty message. I want this weighty scriptural truth to weigh mightily upon your soul. Listen, it's okay to travel light if you're traveling on an airplane. 
it's not okay to travel light when it comes to the truth of God's Word. Weigh yourself down with the truth. It's not okay to travel light when we deal with the teachings of the Bible, to, to brush off the miracles and to say, oh, they're not that important. The miracles aren't, are irrelevant. They're not relevant to my life. That's dangerous. The virgin birth does not allow us to travel light when it comes to the truthfulness of Scripture. It weighs us down with the impact of the message. It burdens us in a in a wonderful way it gives us that gift that reality a prophecy was made the virgin did give birth she gave birth to a son they named him Emmanuel and he is God with us and then the prophecy is fulfilled in great detail for you so that you can see it all displayed and so we carry this huge heavy comforting thought God's word is always true. The virgin birth is important for our faith. And Mary then comes and she's conceived. And what's conceived in her womb is of the Lord. What is conceived in his, her womb is of God. It is God without sin. You know, when I was born in my mom's womb, and conceived in my mother's womb, I was conceived by my father and mother, and the sin of Adam was passed on to my parents, and I was conceived in sin. Jesus was not conceived in sin because He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus is conceived sinless. And the virgin birth is a powerful sign that reveals what Paul says in Romans. None of us is righteous, no, not one. None of us understands, no one seeks God, all have turned aside, together we've all become worthless, no one does good, not even one, their throat is an open grave. They're, they use their tongues to deceive. What's our hope? Jesus is our hope. And so on this Sunday of hope, here comes Jesus, the one born of the virgin, the God-man conceived by the Holy Spirit, sinless Son of God, our Deliverer, the perfect sacrifice, the Savior of the world, so that we can echo the words of Paul, Deliverer. Come from Zion, and he will banish the ungodliness from Jacob. And this will be my covenant, my promise, my vow, my contract with them when I take away their sins. The virgin birth. It assures us that there is no sin in Jesus. His life is perfect. And he's the perfect sacrifice to be your Savior. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.